Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw. Going out special 2017 wrap-up year in review. Episode part one. Count out. Count out. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're coming down to the wire on 2017, Larson. And so we're doing all of our year-end best of and worst of. Um, In the form days. of top tens. Yeah, we got a bunch of these top tens we're going to roll out because we have to rank everything and rate everything. Yes. Speaking of rating and ranking, you can help out going in raw. You can support the show by getting on your iOS podcast app and leaving us a rating or a ranking or a review I don't know if you can leave us a ranking, but a rating and a review, you definitely can. And that will lead to a ranking. Exactly. It leads to a higher ranking than we previously have. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a, a wealth of reward tiers. A lot of people are having good Christmases, Larson, because yeah. the Stephen Larson Frendo Going In Raw Care Package is out and about, and people are tweeting at us the luscious bounty, the booty, if you will, yes. that they're getting in the mail at the $20 Patreon mark one time as a $20 and up patron. And you, too, will receive a Friendo Care Package, not before Christmas. No. Is this airing after Christmas? This is airing before Christmas. This is airing on Saturday. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it's too late. It's the weekend before Christmas, so you will get it before for Christmas. No. But, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the new year. Anyways. Anyways, today let's talk about wrestlers. Okay. Wrestlers who had good, no, the best, best year, 2017. Yeah. So that's the topic. Who's the Ten one? wrestlers who had the best 2017. I mean, I'm looking at this year. These people had amazing 2017. Yeah. I mean, we could have done a top 20 of oh, the wrestlers with so the many best people had so many great 2017. Wonderful years. Yeah. Um, but we'll kick it off with number 10. 10. Hey. Hey. Baron Corbin. Yeah. Baron Corbin had like the most... Up and down year. Yeah, and depending on one's perspective, whether they're a glass half full or a glass half empty type person, you could say he had a really good year or a not so good year. But we're going to be optimistic 
And we're going to say that Barry Corbin had a really good 2017. I wrote some notes. You on did. It. I know that. The funny I thing is, is almost every single one of these accomplishments, and if you look at his actual accomplishments, they are plentiful. Yeah. They are many. Um, each one kind of comes with an asterisk. Yes. But it doesn't really take away from the accomplishment itself. As, as you said, a year of ups and downs. Exactly. Um, and so for the, the, the sake of this list, we're going to concentrate on the ups. On the ups. He might appear on another list where we talk about the downs. Maybe. Yeah, spoiler alert. Check, uh, tune in tomorrow. June 2017, he won Money in the Bank. Yeah, we predicted that. Yeah, we saw that coming. Um, the asterisk next to that. Well. Oh, we're going to save that possibly we'll save for that. downs? Okay. Yeah. He also won. So, yes, we are well aware of what came after that with that Money in the Bank championship. But you can't deny him that he did, in fact, win the Money won. in the Bank briefcase in 2017. Exactly. He also won the United States Championship. Yes. Um, and held on to that for, well, wasn't that long. Well, until uh, Clash of Champions, yes. When did he win it? Who did he win he it? He won it off of AJ in a triple threat match against uh, AJ and Ty. I mm-hmm. believe at the pay-per-view after SummerSlam. AJ walked in with it. Okay, that's right, yeah. But then, yeah, he won. He pinned Ty Dillinger, won the United States Championship. The following SmackDown, he had a rematch against AJ and pinned AJ Styles clean yeah. to retain the title. Clean victory for Baron Corbin over the current WWE champion. That allowed AJ Styles to sort of forget about the U.S. title and move up to the world title scene. Yeah. Um, um, but still, yeah, he pinned, he pinned the current world champion clean. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also uh, had a match against John Cena at SummerSlam, which, correct, win or lose, having a match against a legend like John Cena Puts you in an elite class. 16-time world champion, yep. uh, future star of the Bumblebee movie, out December 21st, 2018. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, at Summer, sorry, at Survivor Series, he defeated The Miz mm-hmm. in a battle of mid-card champions. That's right. That's a big deal. United, He proved the United States Championship is dominant mid-card is title. The mid-card title. Exactly. <clears throat> um, in, oh, in, I, I made this little note here. In WWE 2K18, he's featured with a full head of hair. They didn't give him the bald top. Just saying. That's pretty good. All right. And he can't change his hair in the game. No. So that's good. But uh, I think Baron earned a spot in this list. No other reason that he was the inspiration behind hey. our best-selling T-shirt of yeah. 2017. Oh, slow Wolf shirt, man, by far. Hey. 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 You're not You're me. not me? Yeah. No, that sold like hotcakes, especially during that Black Friday sale. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And, I mean, just in general, he's the strongest booked heel on SmackDown Live. I'm not going to call him the top heel necessarily, although at this point he might be. Jinder Mahal had that spot for quite a while. Yeah. But he was booked really, really super weak. Baron was actually booked fairly strong. The competition for strongest heel on SmackDown is down between Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens. And the depth of heel is really, really thin. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's... If Baron was on Raw and there was nothing taken away from Raw, then he would be, you know, probably drowning in a sea of other heels. Mm-hmm. But, you know, given that he's on SmackDown where there's not a lot of heel action going on, he's basically top dog at this point. Yeah, so long as uh, he, he's not, you know, on the verge of getting rolled up. Mm-hmm. Because we learned that was Baron Corbin's uh, weakness in 2017. Yeah, I mean, now he's not United States champion, but who knows what that means. Maybe he'll follow AJ to the world title scene. Could Maybe be. That'll be the next thing for Could him. be. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Number nine. Nine. Pete Dunn. Uh, he, you know, like really shot to the top of the wrestling world from the United Kingdom indie scene. Mm-hmm. And now uh, whenever he shows up on any sort of WWE event, be it 
uh, a Raw, like we saw uh, about a month ago, or uh, his frequent, somewhat frequent appearances in NXT. Mm-hmm. Crowd loves Pete Dunne. Oh, yeah, man. Pete Dunne's great. Absolutely loves Pete Dunne. And we said last year during our video, 10 wrestlers of the best of 2017, you can check it out. Pete Dunne is on that list. We oh, called yeah. that one correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, us. Um, so I have, again, some notes, notes here. Uh, my first note is, even in loss, was the standout performer in the WWE's UK tournament. He lost to Tyler Bate in the finals, but that was basically because they wanted a face to win. Well, then Triple H said to him, make a name for you, for yourself. And yeah. he definitely did that this yeah, year. Yeah, and he started, like, and he would quote that all the time. Kind yeah, of I'm surprised they didn't put that on his WWE shirt. I'm not. That shirt was terrible. Well, I'm saying maybe it would have been better if it had some... It would have been better if it had anything. Verbiage. Anything else. Said, Make a name for yourself. Literally anything else would have been better. I know that shirt's awful. <laughs> it's really He might have been higher on this list if that shirt was good. I know if you had a good shirt. Um, but he, he has a... Oh, that's another thing to, con- to consider, though. Amongst the... Especially amongst, like, the British crop of superstars Oh, he's got great up, merch. He's got the best merch. He's got awesome merch. Like, on his own, like, I think he's a big cartel shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, he eventually won the United Kingdom Championship from Tyler Bate at NXT TakeOver Chicago, which a lot of people consider um, perhaps the finest match put on in WWE in 2017. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, you know, outside of stuff like New Japan, this was the top WWE match of the year. It was a phenomenal match. It was fantastic. He won the uh, UK championship. Um, he, the, he defended it for the first time ever. It was defended. So Tyler Bate defended it outside of the WWE when he was champion. Yeah, he defended it at uh, the Progress Show. Progress Show. But then this was the first time in the UK it was defended outside of a WWE ring because that Tyler Bate one was in Orlando. Um, he retained his title and failed four-way against Trent Seven, BT Gunn, and Wolfgang in ICW in late July. He was also scheduled to fight Jack Gallagher at Progress, um, I think, in August, I want to say. Yeah, it was the weekend before SummerSlam, I believe. But right. He got a, a laceration over his eye. Yeah, he was injured, couldn't do that. Yeah, he defeated Enzo Amore in his Raw debut um, during the European tour in early November to a massive, massive, massive pop. Oh, yeah. Well, they're in England. In England. And then he uh, most recently defeated Johnny Gargano in a, a match that took place prior to NXT TakeOver War Games that was televised the following week. He is slated to defend his United Kingdom Championship against Tyler Bate, I believe, on uh, this week's edition oh. of NXT. We're shooting this before it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so win or lose, he's still got this spot on the list. Yeah, no, he's great. He's fantastic. But he if is. he wins, it only solidifies his spot yeah. on the list. He is great. Next, number eight, eight, Tetsuya Naito. He is the most popular, most over guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling, pretty much hands down from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. It's sometimes difficult to like judge this stuff because we're not enmeshed in the culture. Yeah. Um, but but you know, his reception he got at a G1 special in USA, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't quite to Kenny Omega levels. Right. But it was just a step oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He it got was... a, a fantastic reception, and we got, a, we got a fist bump from him. We did, I know. I need to put that, I need to pin that tweet back up. I know. With our fist bump. It was fantastic. Um, now, although Bullet Club continues to dominate hot topics across the land and, of course, indie shows across the land, uh, LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón, is still the biggest thing in Japan by far. And uh, over. there are plenty of LIJ shirts in crowds at shows across the country here in the United States. You know what I just realized? So I bought, like, some stuff at Hot Topic for, like, various members of my family. Mm-hmm. I bought myself an LIJ shirt. I totally forgot about that. I have it in my Hot Topic bag. Oh, the one right there on the couch? Yeah. 
Which one did you buy? Uh, the classic one, same one you have with the red writing. It's the only one they had. Oh, no, I have the Destino one. Oh, you have Destino. Yeah, okay, never mind. I just have the, the, the classic. Gobernate. Yeah. Good yeah. call. So good for me. And that's a hot topic now. Cool. If, uh, they, if they, honestly, if, if LIJ had better design stuff, more, more icon. I like their stuff, but I like them better than their actual merch. Bullet Club has just amazing design. Yeah. If LIJ had, like, design that was on par with that, they'd be selling out huge. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Um, uh, Naito held the uh, IWGP Intercontinental title throughout the first half of 2017, defending it against uh, Tanahashi in a really good match at Wrestle Kingdom before eventually losing it to him at Dominion in June. Um, but Naito won this year's G1 Climax. Mm-hmm. Um, capped his victory off with a stellar match against Kenny Omega that I believe the Wrestling Observer himself, mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer, awarded five and three-quarter stars. Yeah, Naito, like if you look at Meltzer's star ratings for the years, like, you know, the 4.5s and up, like Naito, I'm not sure if Naito put on a match that was under rated yeah. under 4.5, like in you know like big matches. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's just a, a wrestling machine. Puts on amazing bouts. Puts on amazing matches. And he's got probably the most captivating, interesting, charismatic character in all of New Japan right now. Yeah, his uh, his time with the IC title this year was really fantastic because he was just trashing that thing. He tried to buy a meal with it. Yeah, that was my favorite bit. And he busted the the belt. Cracked the the the, the faceplate. Yeah. Um, and then when Tanahashi uh, beat Naito for the title, uh, Tanahashi uh, had him make a new belt for him. And Tanahashi, or I'm sorry, Naito, when he won the G1, you know, you get that trophy, and he was he was you know threatening to. I know, I know, I know, I know. And the whole crowd went ah, and he went tranquilo. Tranquilo. He's got them in the palm of his hands. Yep. He's fantastic. He is great. Number seven. Seven. The Usos. So they actually turned heel towards the end of 2016. Yes. I believe in September of 2016. But it was really in 2017 where they really came into their own, I believe, as heels. Mm-hmm. Um, you especially were never a fan of the Usos. I as hated them. Faces. I hated their little now, dance thing. But now you love them. I love them. I think they're great. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of feel like. They just sort of let them be a bit closer to who maybe they actually are. Nobody is that smiley in real life. Like, when they were baby faces, they were just super smiley guys. And I didn't like that. I always appreciated their wrestling. But I just wasn't into, like, the, the bright colors and, like, the cheesy. I know it's not cheesy. I shouldn't say that because, like, you know, it's probably insensitive culturally. But, like, they're, they're, the war dance that they did, I was never into that. It just looked kind of silly. And so now they're just sort of more, I don't know, they're cleaners. They, you know, kicked off his heels. I just appreciate them a lot more. They're just I see more of who maybe they kind of actually are. And I kind of feel like the 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 revamped characters maybe inspired because they used to put on decent matches in yeah. their faces, but I feel like now like the quality of their matches across the board, the intensity in their characters yeah. were raised, and then the intensity, intensity of their matches in were the raised ring was raised to correspond. And I think they really upped their game in ring as well as as, as their character work. Um, earlier this year, they feuded against American Alpha mm-hmm. and Breezango. They almost lost those tag titles to Breezango, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, but after the New Day came over to SmackDown in the Superstar Shakeup, mm-hmm. that's when the Usos really. Uh, kicked off one heck of a 2017 for themselves. That feud contender for feud of the year, and they put on two of the best tag team matches of 2017. First during the SummerSlam kickoff show, Mm -hmm. and one of our favorite matches of the year, their match in Hell in a Cell, at Hell in a Cell. Some of the most creative tag team uh, wrestling spots I've seen in a long time. Some of the most creative Hell in a Cell spots we've seen in a long time. They really managed to reinvent themselves into a really charismatic, captivating uh, now tweener 
tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both kind of surprised when they walked out of hell and settled with the belts. But after looking back at their year, totally deserved. Yeah, no, it makes it makes total sense. Yes, yeah. I think now they're five-time tag team champions. Four or five time? No. Five time. What are the New Day? Four or three? New Day's four. So the Usos are five. They're four. They got one more. So good. Yeah. Usos are good. They're very good. Number six. Six. Alexa Bliss. She held both the SmackDown, the very first person to hold both the SmackDown and Raw women's titles in 2017, considering she came up from NXT without having won anything, anything there. Um, just sort of, you know, being a decent singles wrestler, and, uh, and well, she started out as a, a valet for uh, Blake and Murphy. I think she, st- I think she started out as a singles wrestler. Oh, and okay, sorry. Became the valet, and my sort of did double duty. Yeah, 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 I know. She, she was like, she had like that cheesy, like almost cheerleader kind of yeah, color yeah, 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 yeah. Originally, okay, sorry. When I started walk- watching NXT, yeah, 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 she was yeah. primarily yeah, that their was valet. Her, that was her first kind of high profile ish yeah. thing, I think. Um, and then, uh, and she got called up, and it was like, well, this, this, this feels kind of early. But she has knocked every opportunity out of the park. Yes. She's one of the best uh, promo uh, women in the women's division across either brand. Um, her wrestling has improved vastly. Yeah, she's, she's put on a, one really good match against Sasha mm-hmm, this yeah. year. When she's in there, I mean, she's kind of, you know, when she's in there with somebody who can carry a really good match like Sasha, then she can keep up. She can yeah. hold her own. She's not really at the point where she's going to be carrying those matches yet. But um, her character work is really, really good. Mm-hmm. She's uh, managed to hold on to those titles um, when she's had them. Yeah, and it's, it's been really impressive to see, considering the, the depth of mm-hmm. talent, especially at the top of the women's division on Raw, mm-hmm. that she's been the one that's carried that belt most yeah. of the year. Yeah. And it's been really impressive to see that creative has that much faith in her abilities to carry that division. Yeah. Now that will surely change with the return of Paige, with the arrival of Asuka. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like those two women are uh, are looking like they're going to dominate she the might, top she of might have not as good a 2018 as well. Yeah, saying, in 2018, right? but her 2017 has been outstanding. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Number five. Five. Jinder Mahal. So he returned after the Superstar Shakeup. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, no, draft last year. Actually, the draft yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right, yeah. They were bringing in all sorts of old hands who kind of fill out the roster who knew the WWE way of doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, potentially just like Kurt Hawkins strictly as enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then WWE saw an opportunity to, to break into, uh, the market in India further. Mm-hmm. And so in May, uh, Jinder Mahal rose from lower card wrestler to main eventer. Mm-hmm. Um, he won a, a number one contender match. Um, on SmackDown, which we both were like, okay, the, this is—he's going to be high-profile enhancement talent. There's no way they're going to put the title on him, and they totally. And then sure enough, on. yeah, backlash. This year, he became the WWE champion, defeating Randy Orton. Well, famously, he came up because his his body changed quite a bit. Like, yeah, people backstage in WWE were really citing his his work ethic and mm-hmm. transforming his body. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he looks looks like a million bucks. Part of what, you know, really helped was they really reshaped his, you know, he reshaped his body, but the production aspect of things reshaped his packaging. They gave him a new theme song. Um, they had him dressing in, like, you know, oh, fantastic, amazing suits. suits. They gave him the, the Bollywood boys, the Singh brothers, mm-hmm. um, and, they, uh, and they gave him, like, you know, new graphics and trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't been booked as strong as I would have liked to have seen. Agreed. Um, you know he's he, you know he, he was he brought back the Punjabi prison match against Randy Orton, and he had help from the great Kali of all people, 
Um, it was kind of a situation similar to when Seth Rollins was world champion back in the day. How he was using J and J security and Kane way too much. Well, the difference though uh, was that Seth Rollins would usually dominate, or at least for the mass majority of the match, have the upper hand. Right, exactly. Um, and I don't feel like during Jinder's run that was necessarily the case on a consistent basis. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Except towards the end. Towards the end of his run, he started putting on better matches and putting on more dominating performances. They always, I mean, the thing that you can say is that they always booked the Colossus really strong. Yes, like, up until recently, yeah. Not a lot of people were able to kick out of that. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, you know, despite Jinder's limitations in the ring, mm-hmm. whenever creative gave him an opportunity, he ran with it. Yeah. Performed to his fullest. Some of his creative wasn't the best, um, like the entire Nakamura feud. Mm-hmm. Creative for that was awful. Oh, it was terrible. That was really bad. It was really that bad. Was awful. Yeah. And the matches weren't very good either. No, they weren't. No. But but you can't deny the guy's had. I mean, this is about people who had a spectacular 2017. The guy was WWE champion for six months out of 2017. Yeah, and before that, he was losing to Finn Balor in about two minutes. Yeah, he on was, Raw, he was he was on the the short end of the grunk stick at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I mean, you have to admit the guy's had a spectacular 2017. Um, he seems like whenever you read interviews with him. He seems to be remaining humble, mm-hmm. you know, and appreciative of his opportunities and, and what he's, you know, been basically given. And uh, and he's a hard worker. I, I personally really hope that, you know, big things keep happening for Jinder. I think that I'm ready to move on from him as champion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that he can't take on, you know, uh, still a big role. Yeah, a pretty substantial role mm-hmm. in the upper mid-card on SmackDown. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Number four. Four. Braun Strowman. I mean, uh, you know, he, he, he came to, into his own definitely in 2016 after the draft when he split up from the Wyatt family. Wow. But uh, he has been probably for the entire duration of 2017 the standout star on Raw. Absolutely. He's I mean, kind of responsible for, I mean, you know, we're, we're, all, we're saddled with this Roman Reigns experiment, and I think it wouldn't have felt nearly as legitimate as it does at this point their game plan, having Roman survive against Braun Strowman in a, in a series of really, really well-booked, really, really fun monster matches, you know, real physical smash-mouth smash mouth matches um, with Braun Strowman went a long way to getting Roman to the point where he is today. A more sympathetic uh, wrestler in the eyes of fans who were maybe a bit pessimistic about him. They were giving him the "you deserve a chance." No, that was a couple of weeks ago. Um, my, my friggin' Hulu, my Hulu was like, "No, he got beat down at Payback." The, yeah. the crowd was chanting to Roman, "You deserve it." Yeah, yeah, that happened. But then I'm talking about when he came out just a couple of weeks ago with his IC title. Oh. The crowd was actually like, you know, in his. And I mean, that sort of changes week to week depending on your crowd. Yeah, but uh, but anyways. I think that Roman's re- the reaction Roman gets would probably be significantly worse had he not been through the ringer with Braun yes, Strowman. We said before that Reigns needed struggle, mm-hmm. and he definitely got that with Strowman. Strowman's responsible for some of the most iconic moments of 2017. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Tipping over an ambulance. Yeah. Pushing uh, Reigns while he's strapped to a gurney off of, off of like a, a, a stage backstage. Coming out of a dump truck, a, a garbage truck, yeah, and, like, and terrorizing like, the Miz. I know, it's like something straight out of a horror movie. Oh, it's great. And he gets, like, just watching Raw this past week, <coughs> the, the reaction he got when he came out of the beginning was huge. Yeah. Massive reaction. Yeah. This guy, I will guarantee you, he will have his hands 
on some form of championship yeah. come 2018. Yep. I'm hoping it's going to be Universal yep. Gold. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to take it off of Roman at all well, during I think the we, year. I think we both agree that that you know should the Roman experiment post WrestleMania still not catch on like they want. They've done a Braun's really good job. In line. They've done a really good job building up Braun Strowman as Plan B. Yeah, no. They Braun can is... have Braun beat Reigns at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and the crowd would, go, would pop massively. Oh, that'd be it'd be big time. It'd be huge. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think he has demonstrated through a variety of of means that he could easily be the face of the company mm-hmm. that they are looking for. Mm-hmm. It really boggles my mind that they wouldn't want to go with. A guy who is as in, in interviews as well spoken as he is, as humble as he appears to be, as hard a worker as he comes off. Somebody who is bizarrely athletic in the yeah. ring and can do crazy for a man stuff of his size, yeah. In the ring for his size, a guy who really seems to want to be the entertainer that the WWE needs right now. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre to me that they're, you know, they're not mortgaging their future, as you like to say what they're doing with Roman Reigns, mortgaging their future. On Braun Strowman as opposed to Roman Reigns because Braun has everything and so yeah, much yeah, more. And his, 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 he's developed a following organically too. With certain guys, if they put the you know when they put the title on him, like with Brock Lesnar, nobody ever said, "Oh, they're forcing Brock Lesnar down our throats." No, it just kind of makes sense. The guy is is huge. He's a legit UFC champion. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to have the title on him. He's not being forced down our throats. Braun Strowman, I don't think anybody would feel like they're forcing him down our throats. No, they push it, him really hard. Well, I know, because up like, to date... Like, the guy. I know, up to date, they've booked him, for the most part, completely correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And the following he, is, he has gotten has developed organically. Raw would not have been the same during 2017, because Raw, for much of 2017, was a kick-ass show, especially sort of from mid-year yeah. on, has been a really, really fantastic show because of that main event monster scene with him, Brock, Samoa Joe, now Kane, and Roman... And Braun has been kind of the foundation oh, of Oh, yeah. I mean, bunch. just check out his performance at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he's decimated fantastic. Brock Lesnar. He continues to wow fans yeah. with his power moves, and it's so much fun to watch. Yep. It is so much fun to watch. Number three. Three. AJ Styles. You know, he's a contender to be the best wrestler in the entire world. Talk about getting over organically. Yeah. Um, so he started the year as WWE champion, mm-hmm. lost it to John Cena at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, he got a actually really good match out of Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. much to our surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly thereafter, won the United States title from Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Held that through most of the summer until he dropped it to Baron Corbin. And then just recently, um, on an episode of SmackDown before Survivor Series, won back the WWE Championship from Jinder Mahal. Um, he had a really good match against Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. Yep. And then just recently at Clash of Champions, he pulled a really good match out of Jinder Mahal. Some yeah. really good storytelling. Yeah. Um, we learned this last year when um, AJ came over to the WWE, that he has the ability to pull really good to fantastic matches out of just about anybody. Yeah. And 2017 most definitely solidified that. Absolutely, yeah. He's been, I mean, you know, he calls what he says. SmackDown is the SmackDown Live is the house that AJ Styles built. He is absolutional, absolutely a foundational, foundational piece. piece. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, um, people love AJ Styles largely because of what he does in the ring, but also his character. And that's why he didn't quite work out that well as a heel because mm-hmm. people just don't want to accept it. They just look at this guy and they say, you know, we really understand that you are probably, a, a, you know, we, we were lucky enough to interview him. He's like a good guy, yeah. you know. And there's something to be said about a guy who has paid his dues, 
who obviously isn't being he's he always gets pushed, but he never gets it's it's like man I'm I'm fine with this guy to shoved down my throat yeah because <laughs> he always delivers yeah he always delivers I like, mean I think that's the thing is 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 he consistently puts on the best matches mm-hmm. on the card. And as wrestling fans who appreciate good wrestling, you want to root for that. And, and on it's top hard of that, for, 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 for someone who it does that on a consistent basis to be a heel, especially when they are a heel, it just seems like it doesn't really fit. Yeah. Now that he's the face, it seems like it fits perfectly. He seems comfortable. He seems natural. He's like completely charismatic yeah. and, and, and natural when he speaks on the mic. Yeah. And he can absorb losses and it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, he lost against Finn Balor in an absolute dream matchup and people marked out so hardcore when WWE was you know, buildup. Had to had to pull an audible, had to call an audible, if a you will. TLC, yeah. A TLC took on Finn Balor, ate the loss. He came out looking better for it. So did Finn Balor. Well, same with his match against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. He took lost. the loss. Came out better for it. Yep. Took the loss against Baron Corbin. Now he's world champion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where you, you have a, dif- a difference between a guy who's being, quote, unquote, shoved down your throats and a guy who it doesn't matter if he loses because people are always going to want to see him. Yeah. And in the end, he always comes out on top anyways. And I kind of feel like that kind of champion is somebody who people want to relate to more, people can relate to yep. more, as opposed to what we see on the other side of things. Um, so, yeah, AJ Styles absolutely had a, a, a great 2017. Oh, yeah. Number two. Two. Bullet Club. You probably could have put two to four members of Bullet Club on this list individually. Kenny yeah. Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. Yeah. But we decided let's just put Bullet Club as a whole uh, on this list. Number two, because it seemed like, especially beginning of the year, following uh, Omega Okada 1 at Wrestle Kingdom, it seemed like the it seemed like Bullet Club was on the wane. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And then since then, it's been the complete opposite. It's been on fire. There's been any number of reasons why. Number one, because Kenny Omega puts on the best matches in the world, along with our number one entrant. Mm-hmm. Um, the Young Bucks. Not not only are they revolutionizing tag team wrestling, but they're also revolutionizing the business aspect of being an indie wrestler these days. They've got their viral YouTube series, Being the Elite. Um, which features all of Bullet Club. It's made a star out of Hangman Page. Yeah. Um, it's it's added so much more dimension to Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. to all sorts of Bullet Club type things. Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull, exactly. He could be, he's not going to be on this list, but he's in here. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you, you take a look. Let's just take a look real quick at Cody Rhodes. What has he done? He came from the WWE where he was languishing in the deep, deep mid-card. Mm-hmm. And he turned it around. He showed up at, uh, he was in Impact. He went all over the world for all sorts of indie shows. Signed a very lucrative deal with Ring of Honor. Was their world champion for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, him and the Young Bucks are going to be booking their own 10,000-seat venue, hoping to sell that out. Yeah, next year in 2018 at some point. Right. And so, I mean, if you look at the turn- the, the turnaround that Cody Rhodes, like Kenny and the Young Bucks, sort of continued their success from 2016. And built upon it, yeah. And built upon it so much. But a guy like Cody Rhodes has had such a huge turnaround. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, he made his Wrestle Kingdom debut. Yeah. That's right. His Bullet Club debut was at Wrestle Kingdom in January. So if you look at from where he came from before, you know, the end of 2016, and what he's built on a month-by-month basis. Oh, it's been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. Consistently adding new things to his game, to his character. Um, He's absolutely killed it. 
Kenny Omega this year is like Put you on said, three of the best matches of all time. Yeah, became the first IWGP United States Champion. Led the way at the the G1 Special in USA, leading yeah. New Japan's U.S. expansion. Yeah, um, basically on his on his back. Um, the Young Bucks, besides all the accomplishments they've achieved this year in both New Japan and Ring of Honor, um, as you said, the being the Elite Series, um, their invasion of of, of Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Ontario, California, mm-hmm. seemed to be the catalyst for WWE uh, taking legal action yeah. against the Young Bucks, and as a result, Bullet Club as a whole, in terms of, of not using the too sweet gesture, right. um, telling them to stop saying suck it. Yeah. Um, it. It was really this year that Bullet Club really came to us, and I've said that a lot this episode, but it seems to be true, as, as, as a crossover mainstream phenomenon. And it's not just so like their merchandise sells out in Hot Topic, Malls across the land, but if you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and take a look at it, we were stunned the other oh, day. Oh yeah, look at top sellers. Yeah, look it's at top all sellers. Bullet Club, and you just all scroll down, scroll down, down, scroll down. Next page, next page, next page, and it's just all Bullet Club, the Elite, Young Bucks, all that stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely insane what they've did. I, I mean, it's it's difficult to imagine anybody having. A better 2017. Just look at any crowd at any WWE show. Mm-hmm. Any shot of the crowd, you will see at least. A half dozen, maybe yeah. a dozen, uh, Bullet Club, Young Bucks, Elite shirts and here's in the, any given frame. Here's the great thing is that all these guys still do indie dates, and all of those indie shows that they do, every single wrestler down the line, they're elevated because they've got a Cody, a Young Bucks, a Marty Skrull, um, you know, a Kenny Omega on the card, and they're all their profiles all yep. elevated. Yep. So um, it's been really, really fun to watch the Bullet Club in 2017. Number one. One. Kazuchika Okada. I mean, he's the longest reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He's had the belt for the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, every match he put on this year, at the least, was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some of them, uh, classics. Uh, his three matches against Kenny Omega are arguably um, three of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had really good matches against uh, Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. Tiger Mask W, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shibata. Um, his match against Evil was good. Yeah, he got a good match out of uh, Bad Luck Fale. He got a he had a really good match out of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I know I just spoke about Cody Rhodes, but like, I, one thing about Cody Rhodes is I never felt that his wrestling really changed all that much from yeah, the yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's evolving, and I think that nowhere else can that be found. Um, in, you know, in a better way than his match against Okada at G1. You want to talk about somebody who can carry people. Two great matches, from good matches to great matches. You look at Okada and mm-hmm. what he did with Cody. You'll never see another match like that with Cody Rhodes, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. not any time this year, anyways. Um, absolutely fantastic match, largely because Okada, the guy, just understands better than anybody in the world the language of pro wrestling and how to tell the story with that language. Yeah, exactly. And all his matches are different. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, like you take his matches against Omega. Uh, each of those have a have a distinct story going yeah. on. Yeah. As a whole, they form a larger story, but look, compare those to his matches against uh, 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 Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Yeah. Shibata, completely different. Yeah. He's versatile. He knows how to tell a story. He knows how to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He is the best. He's the best right now. He's the best. And I hope after, you know, the expectation, at least in my mind, is that Naito's going to get the title at Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. from him. Uh, I feel like Okada deserves a little time off. Yeah. He's gotten his butt kicked all year because yeah. all most of his matches 
his, well, pretty much all of his main event matches are at least a half hour long. Mm-hmm. He went an hour against uh, Omega in their match at Dominion, 45 minutes at Wrestle Kingdom against mm-hmm. them. Uh, was it 35? or tw- No, 25 at the G1. Mm-hmm. Um, his match against Shibata was over 40 minutes. Here's the funny thing about Okada, though, is that it's such a joy to watch. So, like, I think I follow him on Instagram and, and Twitter. I follow and him on Twitter. Twitter. Um, and then when we got to see him personally at the G1 special in USA, um, you pointed out, you're like, dude, look at Okada. He looks like he's having so much fun. Yeah. And he had, like, a smile on his face, and he was being goofy. He and was giving everybody high five. Oh, and man. Stuff. It, the dude seems like he's legitimately enjoying his, his experience. But, yeah, it'd be nice if he had some time off. Yeah, he needs a little bit of a break. He needs a break. That's us. Awesome. He's only 29 years old, too. I want to see him wrestle a, long, a lot longer. Oh, I know. Totally. So I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. I agree, but yeah, I can't think of anybody who's had a better 2017 than Kazuchika Okada. Agreed. Yeah, anyways. A uh, lot of other people could be on this list, man. Ricochet uh, could have been on this list. Ricochet could had a great year. Samoa Joe had a great year. Neville. Neville had a great year. Most yeah, of the, the year majority was good. of it, yeah. Most of it was good. Um, a lot of people had really, really good years. Uh, Oscar. Oscar. On here. Oh, man, Oscar could have had, yeah. had a really good year. If not for getting hurt, she probably would have had an even better year. Mm-hmm, yeah. So anyways, let us know what you guys, what wrestlers you think had a great 2017. Let us know in the comments, of course. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.